Welcome back to the land of Wisconsin, Jeffrey. I've returned. Yay. And it's awesomeness. Yes. And there's new toys. Yes, we have a new microphone yeah. now, everybody. So hopefully, because the audio quality on the sixth sense, it sounds like there's ghosts in the room with us the whole time. Which was kind of fitting. It was fitting. It was kind of annoying. You can hear every time I open that Sprite bottle, though. Yeah. It was making me crazy. Maybe I was I'm the sorry. ghost in the room the entire time. Just <gasps> dead. Twist ending! But I can see dead people. <laughs> you, you're you making it all spiky. It's fine. There. Don't worry. Uh, okay. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back ladies to... and gentlemen, Hello. to another episode of Top Shelf. Another super professional episode of Top Shelf. I've been back home for 24 hours. Yes, he has. It's true. And I'm ready to do these again. It was fun out there, I'll be saying that. I did, uh, for anybody listening to this, uh, I will be posting on the Blade Runner episode um, pictures that I did take of the Bradbury building where yes. they filmed Blade Runner. So go back to that on the website. You will see some of the pictures I took. There was like a nice little plaque that they did and all that fun stuff. Stop staring at the microphone. <laughs> staring at the mute button. Staring at the mute button. So, uh, but anyways, so, so let's start the show. Okay, sorry. Woo! This week's episode yes. is number 88 on the list, which is Bringing Up Baby from Ooh. 1938 starring Cary Grant yes. and Katherine Hepburn. Shaking you the can't head. say I'm doing that <laughs> Catherine Hedbert head shake. We're not being considerate. No. <laughs> I feel like after an incident that you relayed to me that occurred when you were out in California, yes. that we should maybe uh, reiterate that we are not professional. Nope. And this is mostly just for fun. Yep. And we may offend you. Yep. Get over it. Don't listen to it. If you it's don't... It's free. Shut up and either listen yep. to it or don't. You know, I'm sorry if we don't agree with your feelings on a film... You, know, you may not agree with our feelings on films either. Yeah, exactly. So but that's the beauty of <laughs> that's what the internet's life. For. It's the internet. So I feel like that was a little harsh. Thank you to the harsh, people who do listen yes. and don't yell at us for not liking <laughs> movies that you like necessarily. It's just fun person. Uh, but it was enough to kind of ruin my vacation yeah. a little bit. And it was about Sophie's choice, so there's that. <sighs> I was waiting for it to happen. Eventually. I don't have to worry about her listening to it because <clears throat> apparently I'm a guy. So yeah, there's that. That's true. I'm not. Not even a little. No, you're not. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So, sorry. Bringing a baby. Sidetrack. Pe- yeah, people are going to like turn this off and be the like, what happened to this on? podcast? So, bringing a baby was good. It was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It's another It's another black and white RKO comedy. Just like um, swing time kind of Just like swing time. It's two comes two years after swing time. Yep. No singing, no dancing. No singing. I have a trivia fact about that, though. Oh, About sweet. the music. Oh, cool, cool. But yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, it's um, it's outside, obviously, way outside the spoiler rule. So yeah. we will probably ruin some things for well, you. Not, not that there's much to be ruined. Yeah, really. The whole the whole leopard thing, which is who Baby is. Baby is a leopard. You get that from reading the IMDb synopsis. Synopsis. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm good at words. Where, where are you going with that one? I'm there? good at words. <laughs> I'm real good at words. Uh, close enough. So anyways, uh, yes. So what is, did you do a little summary for this one or no? Yes. While trying to secure a $1 million donation for his museum, a befuddled paleontologist is pursued by a flighty and often irritating heiress and her pet leopard baby. She calls him a zoologist for the entire movie. Does he? He's, yeah, she does. I, Remember? I mean, You're a zoologist. Go oh, talk to him about zoos. that's right. He's a paleontologist, not... Not, not a, a zoologist. Not even a little. Yeah, starring Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn, Charles Ruggles, Barry Fitzgerald, Mae Robson, just some of the more highlighted names, George Irving. 
Okay. I don't know. Those were people that were highlighted in the opening credits. The so. two main people that anybody's going to know or recognize will be Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn. Yep. Those will be the two that anybody else in this movie... A lot of really... Un- like, half the cast is uncredited. Yeah. If you look at IMDb. It was... Well, I mean, it's the 30s. It's the late 30s. So they only ever credited usually the main two stars and then maybe four or five extra ones. Yeah. But, and I, I swear half the actors that are in this are just character actors from the 30s. They were probably under contract from the studios to be there and... Be goofy and cliche. This movie was directed by Howard Hawks. Oh. Yeah, see, apparently that's a well-known one. I don't know that one. Oh, I know that name. Apparently. Yeah, no, I know that name. He did The Big Sleep, His Girl Friday, Bringing Up Baby. You just got all my keyboard typing sound there, probably. Awesome. Oh, he directed Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. See, he did a lot of well-known, more well-known, like, 30s, 40s, 50s movies. I know Definitely the name. 30s, 40s, and the 30s and 40s. Oh, yeah, Rio sure. Bravo. Yep. With uh, John Wayne and Dean Martin. The Road to Glory, the Barbary Coast. Pretty much this man directed uh, films. He directed the original Scarface. Oh, see, there you go. Well, that one's that one. The that. 1932 version of Scarface, not the Al Pacino version. Right. Not the Brian De Palma version. Wow. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Ooh, look how big the line got when I laughed. Ooh. Randomness. Nah. It's fine. Sorry, we are. Lines. Yeah, we're good today. Uh, would you like me to do my 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 some my do your, some, my do your personal summary? summary? It's yes. short this time. I'm I'm intrigued. You're not Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> and people fall down a lot and are easily confused. This is, uh, yes. In the 30s, people are easily confused and fall down a lot. That's a very good summary of this and film. In the 30s, beginning of the 40s. <laughs> My goodness. And yeah, I think there's I a even, lot of falling down. I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I, I mentioned that a couple times in the things I've learned, too. Mm. Is it, it goes that route. It's People just don't know how to stand. No. Standing is, is something that people in the 30s apparently did not were not no. well aware of what to do. It was... Very slapstick. Yes. In in very vaudevillian. Yes, and there's a reason for that, especially with Catherine Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then later I found out about Cary Grant too. Oh, reason too. So good. maybe when you mentioned Catherine okay. Hepburn, if Sounds you don't good. mention Let's anything do about that. him, so do you want to talk about the award? Yes, it won? I will talk about the award <laughs> section. Award. Section. <laughs> this film has won no major awards except for one. Like one. so, for example, no Oscars. Not even nominated. Nothing. Well, and there's a reason for that, yes. which we'll get to. <laughs> Look at all the sections connect. They do! Um, yeah, this film had absolutely no awards. No Oscar, no nominations, nothing. Ever. It has only one award, and that it was entered into the National Film Registry in 1990. That's the second its award? Year, that was it. That's its award. That's the award. That's not even an award. No, it's not. That's you don't get I, a trophy for that. that. That's why I said there was Plus, no think... awards except for kind of one. Wow. <laughs> So, I mean, it's still in the National Film Registry, which we'll have to discuss why we think it's in that later. Oh, yeah. National Film Registry winner. Yep. 1990. It was 1990. The, in the second year of them doing it. Huh. But, uh, yeah. No wow. other awards. This film kind of just... Yeah. So, do so, you want me to do trivia? Yes, go then? ahead and okay, do your or trivia. Or do you want to talk about... Oh, no. No, no. You can do your trivia first. Oh, I don't... Yeah, do your trivia first. Okay. Because we haven't talked about other stuff. Well, because you could probably elaborate on the technology when I get to that. Oh, yes, yes. Well, technology. I use technology with quotation fingers. Yes, yes. I I completely should have thought about doing that. No, it's okay. Well, because you said you saw the documentary or you've seen a special effects documentary There was a documentary on it quite some years ago. So, yes. Do your part first. Okay. So... This movie fared so badly at the box office that Howard Hawks was fired from his next production at RKO 
and Katherine Hepburn bought out her contract to avoid being cast in the film Mother Carries Chickens, which I've never heard of. I've never heard of that one. Coincidentally, Hepburn was labeled box office poison on the same day her contract was dissolved. So that right there pretty much explains why it didn't win any awards. So it was just a complete flop. Pretty much. And Howard Hawks has said that he failed at making a good comedy here because of because of the characters that were too madcap yeah. and they didn't have any straight men or women to ground it, which is something we pointed out in Swing Time that you have to have. You have to have a serious person. A straight person yeah. and then the bumbling idiot person. Yeah, but everyone in this movie is a bumbling idiot. Exactly. Which, not in a pejorative way are they a bumbling idiot. But They're in, a bumbling idiot. Like, you have, like, Martin and Lewis. It was Martin was the straight man, Lewis was the comedian. Mm-hmm. But they could still be funny, but you need that seriousness for the funny guy to play off Right, because in Swing Time, Fred Astaire is not slapsticky no. or intentionally funny like he's not going out of his way this comment may have resulted from his disappointment at the film's commercial failure at the time of its release although many now consider it to be hawk's best film which is just i would like to know well okay no continue okay Though Catherine Hepburn never received royalties as an actress in the film because she was part investor the film did provide a financial return for her and still does for her estate oh wow so she's still making money off the film Catherine Hepburn had never done any comedy before and had to be trained in gags and timing by Howard Hawks and several veteran vaudevillians he employed solely to train Hepburn. Cary Grant came to the film with his sense of comedic timing already impeccably in place. Yep. And why is that, Jeff? Uh, He was actually, because he's from the UK. When he was born, he was born over in the UK, uh, Bristol, England for that matter. And uh, at the age of 14, he joined a comedy troupe. He ah. lied, he signed himself out, he forged his father's signature, and he joined a comedy troupe. Nice. And then when his, in his 20s, he came over to Broadway to be in a show. Hmm. So he spent like six, seven, eight years in a comedy troupe being a comedian, and which I never knew that, because you look at no, Cary Grant. Cary Grant, to me, is not, he was not a comedic no. actor. Because again, this, is, this movie comes from an era and a grouping of actors that I am not overly familiar with. Let me reiterate that I don't dislike it. I'm just unfamiliar because I have not had the reason or motivation to watch them until now. The average person might know Cary Grant best from North by Northwest, the Alfred Hitchcock film. Oh, which is also on the list, by the way. And he plays a very straight guy. I mean, like, very serious and very, you know, quiet. But it's weird that he's being a bumbling idiot in this Yeah. Which he is. Again, everyone is a bumbling idiot. Everyone is a bumbling idiot. Everyone is a bumbling idiot. There is no musical score for the film with the exception of the opening and end titles. Oh, you know what? I just realized And the that. one song that they play on the Victrola for the, for the, for the leopard. leopard. Huh. And then they sing it. But they always sing it a cappella after that. The theatrical trailer for this film is made up mostly of unused alternate takes of the scenes in the film. Interesting. And this is probably why. The final shooting script... Final shooting script. Not the first draft, not the shooting draft. The final shooting script of the film comes in at 202 pages, which would equal a running time of 3 hours and 22 minutes. This movie is actually, what, an hour 47? Hour 47. So that means the movie would have basically been twice as long. What the hell happened in that film? Whether this amount of footage accounted for the rough assembly cut of the film is not known. Maybe that's why the film's confusing. 
the film's kind of confusing in spots. It does. A li- it, yeah. It, it wanders too much. Like, they just kept writing and writing, and they mm-hmm. probably started cutting stuff and assembled what they had. Kind of like a Kevin Smith script? A little bit. We love you. <laughs> I just saw Kevin Smith. Don't make him mad. I'm not making him mad. I wouldn't make the, the, the whole podcast Empire King mad. Yeah. Or or the Crown Prince Chris Hardwick mad. This is also true. They are the two empires. They are the two empires of podcasting. And we love them both very mm. much. We are some distant, distant, distant land. <laughs> trying desperately to get a ride over there. We're like... <laughs> We're the people who are farming mud in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Dennis is some lovely filth out here. <laughs> that is who we are. Which I would become well, king then. Don't you people feel so good that you're listening to this right now, huh? You're listening no, to some mud farmers. No, but it's because of you people who are listening that we can maybe breach the empire. Maybe. We're slowly moving away from the mud farms. We are. Hopefully continue to move. Maybe we're the people in the village who who try the woman as a witch. Oh, Because yes. she weighs the same as a duck. So wait a minute. Then she's made of wood. So wait a minute. Good. You're comparing our rise to popularity to Monty in Python and the Holy Grail. In correlation with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. All right. Or are we the people when do we be- in the village with the lady who beats the rug with the cat? Is that maybe where we are? I want to know at what point do we become the the lone guy hanging inside the jail cell. Clapping his hands. I want to know when that happens. Camelot? I don't know. I'll have to think on that one. <laughs> I'm off sorry. Topic, that, off that is, topic. Uh, that was funny to me. I apologize. Uh, if that was it was not- still having to do with film. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. good. We can make those side tangents as mm. long as it still relates yeah. to film. Because now that we're not on that strict Lindsay outline, yes, we don't have true. to worry about it as much. Oh, All right. So this film Please keep going. employed a great deal of split screen and optical tricks, such yep. as rear screen projections, yep. so that having the big cat in close proximity to the actors, especially Cary Grant, who was more worried about acting with the cat than Catherine Hepburn, would be kept to a minimum. Hepburn, however, is sometimes shown petting and handling baby. The leopard's trainer praised Hepburn, stating Kate was fearless and could become an animal trainer if she so desired. And that goes into the technology, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Most of the split screens had a lot of movement in them, which meant the dividing line had to be moved around as well. Even the scenes of Susan dragging the mean leopard on a leash are split screened. You can see that the rope does not line up. A puppet leopard was also used in some shots. It is most clearly seen in the shot after Susan gets the leopard dragged into the jail. The reaction shot immediately afterwards shows David and Mrs. Random with Baby, in quotation fingers, yeah. the leopard on the table. The leopard is a puppet. The technology for this film, that basically, that you, you describe most of it. That's most of the technology they used. And the whole split screen and rear screen projection, I mean, they still do use that every once in a while. Uh, we mentioned the rear screen projection in Pulp Fiction uh, oh, when they're okay. driving that, around in that the car. Rear yep, and okay. I make the comment how like everything outside is not from the era; like right. it's obviously black and white or from like the '60s. So that's what the rear screen projection is, um, where they'll which. Uh, like it's it's a pre-filmed video of the tiger or sorry of the leopard walking around and then the actors are acting in front of that video as it's right. being played in background and it looks like they're in the same room. Yeah. That one was actually done really well, I thought. Which one? The the rear screen with the this one? cat in the car. Yeah, yeah, that one actually looked that one looked worked really really well. And then the other they actually truthfully a lot of the split screening in this it's pretty damn good because really it's 38 and that whole moving of the mat line, mm-hmm. that's huge because back then... And I didn't even really the no- notice the rope not being 
There's lined one up. shot you can kind of tell, okay. I but I've been looking down. Not that much. I mean, it it they it did a really good job. It actually, again, for it being 1938, and this was pre any of those special effects being like common practice, and you don't expect that type of a special effect to be used in a movie like this. No, and that at all. But they did do they did do a really really good job about it. So a couple more things with the leopard. Yep. Yep. The scenes in scenes which involved Baby roaming around freely, notably in Susan's apartment, had to be done in a cage with the camera and sound picked up through holes in the fencing. Hmm. So that beginning scene with the leopard, that first scene with the leopard, is all done from inside a cage. Or outside a cage. That's weird. Yeah. Um, Catherine Hepburn had one very close call with the leopard. She was wearing a skirt that was lined with little metal pieces to make the skirt swing prettily. <laughs> When Hepburn turned around abruptly, the leopard made a lunge for her back. Only the intervention of the trainer's whip saved Hepburn. The leopard was not allowed to roam freely after that, and Hepburn was more careful around it from then on. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I can't even... I have a feeling that's why you don't see a lot of movies done with, uh... See, that's the thing that I was like, like, like actors like acting with animals. That or was big animals. That like was that. my amazement for this film. Is the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, well, that's that's actually Cary Grant and then Catherine Hepburn with a freaking leopard. Cary Grant apparently like almost refused to be on in the same place as the cat. I don't blame him. I have cats. There's no way in hell I would act that close to a leopard. I don't care if it's trained or not. Because look at okay, Siegfried and Roy, prime example. Oh, thank you. For, for all the shows on Animal Planet called, yes. like, Fatal Attractions, uh, where um, yeah. you have an exotic pet and then it rips your face off. Exactly. It's, I'm sorry. And it's... then you end up in Face Off. <laughs> the movie? Yes. Not the television. <laughs> you end up like Nicolas Cage. It comes Nicolas Cage. Um, sorry, that was a terrible Nicolas Cage That yeah, wasn't terrible. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, so the, yeah, and I, I my, that was my amazement the entire time was just the fact that they were that close to him. But then I'm like, oh, it's the 30s. So that was pre the actors being so, you know, no, 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 I don't work that close to animals. Yeah. I'm sorry. You'll just digitally insert my face or just, it's a, it's a stunt double. Yeah. I was very amazed that they were that close to it. So this probably well, would have been have like the start of it. you have to wonder what kind of like, because you know now when animals are in movies, even if it's like a dog or a cat, yeah. they'll show at if the end of the credits that, that people were on set keeping right. track like the humane society was there making sure that everything was you know all the animals were being treated ethically for you know animals and they do that for they not do that, that for like the cockroaches they're not in sag or anything yeah little <laughs> well, dogs in sag <laughs> well some dogs might be in that's sag that's true the one that was on Frasier I'm pretty sure was <laughs> because I think it's the same dog that was on the artist actually I no think. that dog is dead and they were two different dogs were they? yeah I wasn't paying attention it was a dog <laughs> it's a, do a dog is a dog is a dog <laughs> you know Great, now we've offended more people. <laughs> Suck it up. The scene, and now we're off the leopard. So I like dogs. What? I like dogs too. <laughs> we're off the leopard now. Oh, we're off the leopard. The bye bye, baby. The scene in which Susan's dress is ripped was inspired by something that happened to Cary Grant. He was at the Roxy Theater one night and his pants zipper was down when it caught the back of a woman's dress. Now here's what I want to know. Why was his zipper down yeah. behind a woman like that? Um... Huh. <laughs> Grant impulsively followed her when he told this story to Howard Hawks. Hawks loved it and put it into the film. <laughs> I have a feeling that's the PGG version. Yeah. of that story. I would really like to think there's... Especially because after you told me how many times Cary Grant was married. Yes. By the way, Cary divorced. Grant's been married five times. Well, had been married five had times. Had been. He is no longer alive. He died the year I was born. Yes. I was two. Um, 
Yeah, I that, wow. Hey, I saw the Roxy when I was out in California. Oh, so. good for you. Yeah, it's nice. Did you take any pictures of it? You I think I did actually. I can put that on the website too. <laughs> wow, we're just we're just ah, yes. Uh, it's a callback. Weird noises. Okay. The script. Okay, this is where we get into the stuff that's a little offensive for this movie. No blackface, so that's good. Yep. But uh, the script contains an expression that was very common in the, U- in the U.S. up until about the 1950s that by today's standards is absolutely unbelievably, like, offensive. Yes. Oh, sorry. It's absolutely unbelievable and thankfully would never be used today. Mm-hmm. This is, this is like, verbatim from IMDb. Okay. In the first scene when Alice tells Cary Grant's character that Mr. Peabody may possibly donate a million dollars to the museum... Cary Grant responds, a million dollars? Say, that's pretty white of Mr. Peabody, isn't it? <laughs> wow, I missed that line. Yeah, I did wow, too. Wow, I did not hear that line. That's a little yeah. offensive. I mean, again, it's the time frame, but, so it was slang, oh, but... Oh. Is that why she it, yelled at him not to use slang? No, because he said uh, that like I'll, I'll jump a loop or something like yeah. that. Okay, keep going. Throw him for a loop or something. Throw him for a loop, yep. Okay, and then the last one I have, David's response to Aunt Elizabeth asking him why he is wearing a woman's dressing gown, in which he says, because I just went gay all of a sudden, yep. is considered by many film historians to be the first use of the word gay in its roughly modern sense, as opposed to its archaic meaning of happy or carefree in an American studio film. Yeah. Because he does... Yeah, Among he... homosexuals, the word first came into its current use during the 1920s or possibly even earlier, though it was not widely known by heterosexuals as a slang term for homosexuals until the late 1960s. The line was not in the original shooting script for the film, and it was an ad lib from Cary Grant himself. Interesting. Yeah, because when he does it, he even does this little, like, like jump move kind thing. Kind of flamboyant little Very flamboyant flam- Yep. And he's like, I just turned gay, gay all, all of a sudden. sudden. And it's like, okay, you know... Like, nowadays, us watching it, you go, okay, so he's, yeah, that's yeah. that's the definition. That's what he's meaning by it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Now that I'm thinking about it, were there any black people in this movie? No, there was not. I don't think there were. Not even. Well, not... they were in Connecticut. Yeah, that's true. Um, they, But, yeah, not even, like, Dorman or anything. There was nobody. It was all white people. Everybody. It was 38. Stuff white people like. Yep. <laughs> this movie. Well, I think I'll do my things I learned from this film. Okay, sounds I good. have 10 Go this it. week. Oh, wow. Yes. Most of them are from the first half. I kind of slacked off the second half just because there it wasn't It gets confusing in the second half. Yes, which we are going to get into yeah. momentarily. Things I learned from this film. Number one, Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart are the same person. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> you watch this. You watch that opening scene in the museum. That's where you're not Jimmy Stewart yep. comes from. Yep. Number two, people left their car keys in the ignition, so just any crazy lady could get that yep. and take their car away. And all their cars look the same. Every car. Every car looks the same. Every car has the ignition. It's Keys in the ignition. Key, yeah. Yeah. Every car has an ignition. We're good. I hope so. <sighs> Number We're three. good with words. <laughs> I'm great with words. Number three, the older Cary Grant apparently just seemed to got slower and calmer as he got older. Because mm. this younger Cary Grant is very like, oh, well, oh, oh, bubbling, hey, bumbling idiot. And then you watch him in North by Northwest, which when we get to that, you'll realize it. And he's just like, I'm a lot slower now and I don't do... I've mellowed out I've mellowed age. out. I've become more popular. Number four. <laughs> it's a he, good Cary Grant it voice. Was. It was. a little so bit. Much. Not really. I can't do Cary Grant. Never tried. Number four. People's clothing in the 1930s easily came apart. It's true. Because lots of ripped clothing. She tore the back of his jacket jacket in half when she's the Hulk or something. A chunk of her dress fell off. Yes. Like not like not like it didn't tear very well. It literally like four inches from the back just just fell off. Number five. 
Apparently, it was common practice to ship rare dinosaur fossils via regular postal service. Yep. I, that was like true. next to no packaging material. No. That was like paper. It I'm was wrapped sure. in like, you know, postage paper, the brown stuff with the string. Yep. In a box. In a box. And with no like packing peanuts, maybe some tissue paper. I mean, I know packing peanuts maybe weren't no, obviously because it would have been hay and stuff and, like that yeah. back then, but or straw. But. Yeah. Like in Christmas story when they get the leg lamp. Yep. Number six, telephone cords were easily 40 or 50 feet long back in the day. <laughs> Yes, they were. In two different conversations, they picked up the phone and walked clear across the room with the phone cord. Yeah, all right. Number seven, Irish gardeners in the 1930s would stash booze everywhere and around the house. That's racist. That is a little bit racist. It's a lot racist. Number eight, no one bothers to actually speak up and explain in the 1930s. No, and we'll get into that in more yep. detail. And, and explain at the same time why we know... it. Was that way, so. Uh, number nine, leopards apparently sound like a guy doing a terrible cat impersonation when they cry. Mm. Or like a Chewbacca, because it seriously was just like a... Like, that's not a leopard, that's Chewbacca, you idiot. And number ten... Yeah, idiot. <laughs> number ten, everyone in Connecticut is an idiot. Yep. Sorry, <laughs> people from Connecticut. Let's rephrase. Everyone in the Connecticut in the 1930s, 1930s was, was an, an idiot. idiot. Does that make you feel better? Because yes, that would have been your grandparents. Or your great grandparents. Or your great grandparents or trees. Um, so Did you yes. say or trees? I don't know what you're talking about. So that was the top 10 things I learned from this film. <laughs> wow. Well, All right, opinions. I liked it. Okay. It was funny. Not as funny as Swing Time. Yeah. I honestly don't know why it's on the list. I. <laughs> Like, um. it's not, it's not groundbreaking for its time. No. Because I was thinking, oh, maybe it came before swing time because I ha didn't have the dates right in my brain. I'm like, oh, maybe it came before swing time. Mm. So it's, you know, a, a model of a comedy. And it might be that because it's been voted like a top comedy on a lot of different lists like Empire and Entertainment Weekly. And so right. that was some trivia that I didn't think anyone really cared about. And you can look that up yourself. But it was, I mean, it was funny. But was more like, as they kept saying, madcap and like slapstick funny. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's on the list because it's the first example of that we've had. Because Yankee Doodle Dandy, um, because I'm going with the black and white that era. Right. And black and Yankee Doodle Dandy was in the 40s, so that's even later. But like Swing Time was more, I guess, more formulaic. But and it was funny and it was more engaging. This one just got, it was funny but not as funny. And it got confusing in some spots. Yes, very and, confusing. And some stuff went on for too long. It's not a bad movie, but by any means. Yep. I feel that it should be flipped with Swing Time. I think they should be flip flop. But I think this is a Swing Time. This is the first time Swing Time's been on the list. And Bringing a Baby actually rose nine spots. So it went higher. Mm hmm. Which okay. Okay. Okay, so do you think you think it it needs you think there's other films that need to be above it? You would yeah. you would not put it any higher on the list no. than it is right now, right? No. Okay. No. Okay. I would like to know why it was included on the list. Mm -hmm. Because I feel I don't know. See, and I feel the reason why I think it's on the list is because a I think it's the writing. Okay. As terrible as it's very dialogue. No, it was not terrible. No, it's not terrible. Yeah, I want to take don't, that back. Yeah, I don't, don't wanna... use that word. It wasn't that word's reserved for other movies. Yes, it is, which we've already talked about. Um, it's it's not 
it's not that it's done terrible. The, the writing done in it is is like the dialogue itself. It's That's what I want. It's very dialogue heavy. It is very, very dialogue. fast dialogue. And I think that is part of it. I think it's it's the the structure of the dialogue that they did because it is very people talking over top of each other. It's yeah. not I say a line and then you, you say, say a line, line and then I it's me and you are talking simultaneously or and then we're than, changing our opinion. Yeah, just more than yeah. one person. Cuz in the and towards the end of the movie they're all in this like police station yeah. and there's like 15 people in the scene. Yeah, and they're Maybe all talking. more than that and they're all talking. It seems at more once. Either slightly more, I don't want to say realistic, but I guess it could be more realistic in the dialogue delivery or like how, how it's, how everybody's talking. Yeah, that's true. But I, you made a comment that it felt like a play. It does. In the beginning more, it does. Especially when he keeps saying, I'll be with you in a minute, Mr. Peabody. Yep. Especially because it seems like something that you'd be yelling off stage, like towards off stage in a play. Like in a high school play, which again, or like a Neil Simon play. You're looking at it's the it's the late 30s, so yeah. movies had only really been around for you know like this t- like speaking the like talkies. sound the talkies <laughs> hadn't been around that long, the so talkies. they were still going through the oh well we have plays so this is yeah. how we know how to write so we're going to write true. it the exact same way as we did for the plays, so the dialogue comes across like that, and I kind of think it's that qu- it's that quick witted very fast. You know, if you don't pay attention, you're going to lose a couple of jokes or lines that are thrown into there. Mm-hmm. I think it's that dialogue. And then I think it's the special effects that, honestly, oh, I think it's those yeah. two. yeah, I didn't even think about the special effects factor. Now, I'm pretty sure that if Metropolis had been an American film, this, that would have been I still have never seen Metropolis, list. I'm sorry. It's, an incre- it's incredible for the special effects. Okay. Don't watch, I mean, you can watch it for the story. I personally care about it for the special effects because it's a silent film mm. from before this that is ridiculously well done special effects for it being all the way back then so i would recommend watching that but i think i think it's the combination of that because okay. yeah the special effects nowadays you look at it and you're like all right well there's obviously like you can kind of well, tell yeah, things some of the movies that i mean it's this movie's 90 years old 90 yeah years old? 90 years old yeah 80 years old 85 80, 86 years old 86 years old 85 80, Five years old. We <laughs> can do math so <laughs> well. Um, no, so I think I personally think it's that. Okay. I think it's those two combinations okay. that makes the film I, on I'd the list. I buy that. I buy that. I can. I think it's perfectly fine where it's at on the list. Okay. I don't think it needs to go higher because no. I don't really see any other reason besides that those two things. And yes, I think you're right. I think it's probably like the it was the film that was one of the... See, which is so hard because there's so many comedic films from the 30s and the 40s that I feel do... Maybe it's one of the more shining beacons of the rom- or the comedies from... Because it's basically a... It's more or less a rom-com, right? Yeah, more Kinda, or less. I mean, because... And very similar to Swing Time. He's supposed to marry this one chick. Yep. And, like, this all happens, like, the day of his wedding, and yep. then he ends up with the character in the end. That with, he... That he... With the, that with drew the, of him crazy the entire yeah, time type thing. yeah. Which is why I find it interesting that Swing Time and Bringing Up Baby are so close together on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Swinging Up... They're technically different genres because one's more of a musical-ish sort of dance, song and dance number. The other one's more of just an acting, no singing. Straightforward comedy. Straightforward comedy. You're doing hand motions that nobody can see. (laughs) I'm doing little T-Rex arm circles. 
But yeah, so it's, I think that's probably the reason why it's on the list. I okay. am completely content with where it's at. I don't want it any higher, honestly. It can but stay I didn't, in the upper 80s. didn't dislike it. No, and I didn't dislike it either. I thought it was a good movie, and especially, again, like as we said numerous times before, if you're listening to these podcasts and you're wanting to watch the movies, yes, you should definitely watch yeah, the movie. Yeah, watch this one. But it's not one that's like, holy crap, that was an amazing film. It did not change our lives. No, it did not. I'm glad I saw it, but it did not change yeah. my life. It was a good film. I laughed at a, spot, a handful of spots. Oh, yeah. But the... Just, did not laugh as uproariously as I did during swing time. No. And there's sadly, there's no funny, like, singular moment in this film. No. <laughs> there was really. a line that got close to her, how do you like my dress thing? What was it? Like, was it my hat or something? Something like that. We commented I on it, but it wasn't it was as now. good as it that. Was, obviously, because so. we don't remember what it yeah. was. <laughs> we don't remember it at all. Because he said it, and then we both went, how do you like my dress? Yep. <laughs> But so, like I think I think I agree I agree with what we said I think uh, I think the film needs to or I think I don't know what the hell else they would have put in this film because the movie was so it was too long for the storyline that they were doing I feel because maybe like twenty minutes too long I think they could have fifteen cut. minutes too long and there was some weird. I don't know it was just it felt some important off. plot points were kind of just yeah like. Like, I Glo- can't believe... Not gloss, but you kind of just flew past them. Because I look up at the screen at one point and go, why are there two leopards? Yeah. And that happens quickly. Yeah. And it's mentioned, like, a single line of dialogue, and it and that's it. Yeah. You never see both leopards together in the same... Obviously. You only... Because yeah, obviously it was just the one leopard they probably hired for it. But it's it's just... It it moves really weird. The pacing is weird. And it... it the story kind of breaks in a couple spots. See, and now we're making it sound like it's bad. And it's not bad. It's just, it, it was, it was a little it, weird. It was spots. trying to find its footing. Yeah. A little bit, but it was good. And like, it was just weird that the entire thing took place in 36 hours, apparently. Yeah. Because they're in the beginning, they're talking about how that he's getting married tomorrow. And, yeah. Oh, and he calls and talks to his wife on the, or his fiance on the phone and it's quarter after eight. Yeah. The, and that was the like, PM and that was the day of the wedding. No, it was quarter after eight in the morning. It was dark out because they go oh, outside. Oh, are we not talking about when he no, gets that's the bone earlier. in the mail? That's okay. really when he gets the bone okay. earlier. Yeah, and there was a lot of uh, jokes that we could have made into Windowish. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Family program. Family program. No. Oh, bullcrap is a family program. <laughs> I hear you say bullcrap. It's a family program. <laughs> yes. I like to censor myself. Boo hockey. It's a family Boo program. Boo hockey. Pussy willow. Um, so swivel puss. Swivel puss. That's it. It's, it's, not, it's not pussy willow. <laughs> Swivel puss. It's one of those. Anyways, so next what is the episode? next film? Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, nineteen fifty-seven. I know. I don't even need to watch this one. I need. We to watch are gonna it. watch it. That is the rule. We watch all these movies <laughs> Just now. Well, I don't know. I could. I cannot be trusted to watch them by myself. This is true. We need to watch them together. So. We all know how well it worked out with Ben Hur. Yep, that's why we've stopped it. We always watch every movie together. Well, now. okay, we didn't watch Toy Story, but that's because we had both just watched it like not that long. <laughs> yeah, ago. and I'm and pretty sure. And that was sure. a movie of our childhood, so we know that movie. Inside I know Toy now. Story by heart. Yeah, <laughs> seen Toy Story probably 250 times yes. in my life. So, so it's that one's okay. So but yes, all right. we do indeed watch each movie, and we podcast pretty much immediately afterwards. Yes, like I think the movie was done for 10 minutes, and if we that. If that, yeah. and we start. We spend so. most of the time between the movie and recording, farting around, getting the recording set up. Yes. So hopefully this one sounded better. I'm really hoping it did. Uh, there's gonna be some minor little things we're gonna tweak, but nothing major. So just cool, hopefully yeah. with the new mic, things will sound a little better. Hopefully. We're laid out a little differently than we used to be. So yep. It might take a couple episodes of playing with it before we know. But for we'll sure, get but it. We'll get it. Eventually. It won't sound like there's ghosts. Exactly. No ghosts this time. <laughs> That's my white noise ghost. <laughs> I'm like, is that Darth Vader? I'm really confused. 
No, um, I'm loopy because I'm hungry. It's understandable. We need to get food. We do need to. So get we're food. gonna go get food, people. And ghost lady, do you want to end the show? <laughs> yes. So all right. So twelve angry men. Next, twelve angry men. We'll do that. Next we're week. doing them each week now. Yep. So. Maybe two two a week, so we'll see. Nineteen fifty seven version. Yes. Not, not the nineteen ninety eight, I think is what ninety eight or ninety six. Okay. Not the newer one with Tony Danza. Or sorry, yeah, Tony Danza. It's the old original version. With Henry Fonda. Yes, with okay. Henry Fonda. Okay. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited we just, too. We, Jeff just did the play. Yeah. And I just saw the play. So I'm excited kinda, to watch the movie. Kind of see it. Kind of cool to see the film. So that'd be cool. And that's it. Cool. Awesome. Yay. So thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please, we appreciate it. Please like us on Facebook. Yeah, at can Facebook. I just com. ask why people have not liked us on Facebook <laughs> when we have 23 likes, but the episodes have 100 some listens apiece? Maybe it's because you're yelling at them right now. <laughs> Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking. I do up we do update the Facebook page. We do update every the Facebook week. page. And we like, do make we'll comments. have a little post tonight, I'm sure, that we recorded this episode yes, that it's will. going up on Saturday. Yes, because it'll go up on Saturday, every Saturday at twelve o'clock. Uh, it'll sink PM. on PM. Yes, PM, not AM. Twelve noon. Uh it'll go up on uh ghosthat.net and also iTunes. on iTunes. So but yes, like us Facebook page, Facebook.com slash top shelf AFI. All also, one word. Top sh- or top shelf. Facebook.com slash ghost hat. Yes. Also, that is our sister. That's our the, parent company. Our parent company. And find us on iTunes and like and subscribe or just even star. This Don't is my like, least favorite so. part of the episode. You have to whore yourself. I know. <laughs> that was an awkward conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so besides that, that is all for this week's episode. Colin, Jeff just told me I had to whore myself. He'll agree. You're horrible. <laughs> You're both horrible. Get out. I love you, Colin. Shut it down. All right, bye, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Guess that's the end. That's the end. Good night, Radio Raheem. And it's all uphill from here. There we Shut go. it down. All right. So it's <laughs> you gonna, have to whore yourself. You have to whore yourself. You're so mean. If there was subtitles, <laughs> this one would be Bring It Up, Baby, Colin. You have to you whore, have to whore yourself. yourself. Maybe we'll uh, start doing that soon. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.